Absolutely. Whatever your price mm. is right now, if they walk into a studio and book you, you will book them at least $500 more, but easily $1,000 more. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Shoot the Veil. We're so excited you're here. We are growing ridiculously good wedding businesses. We're creating, we're connecting, we're growing. And this is a part of uh, where we discuss some of the deep issues of how do you do that. In the last couple of podcasts, we're doing a three-part series. In the last couple of them, we talked about outsourcing. How do you grow? Because it's busy time and we're feeling the pressure of, uh, of all the weddings we have going. How do you grow? How do you sustain a business? And we talked about outsourcing. So VA was the first one, mm -hmm. virtual a virtual assistant. assistant. They can handle inbound stuff, correspondence, scheduling. You look at your phone and, oh, wow, I got a meeting this week. Um, you set up all the processes, all the ways that you would want them to respond, and then they just handle it, contracts, mm -hmm. everything. So that was cool. That saves you a lot of time. It makes you look very proactive and legit. Um, and then second, we talked about outsourcing editing and the mm -hmm. philosophy of that. That was kind of a big deal. Um, we talked there because everybody knows how to do it or kind of that it exists, but a lot of people have a hurdle of, do I want to do that as a business? Do I want to do that business? And when do I do it as a business? Right? Yeah. At what point does that make sense? Um, so if you're just starting out, obviously you want to handle all the pieces for two reasons. One, you don't have the money to just be paying other people. Number two, you actually need to perfect how you want it done. Right. So don't outsource till you know how to, how you want to do it. Right. Cause then you're going to be getting what they want. Right. And that actually isn't your brand. So that is, we didn't say that in the last one. That's important. Um, you have to know actually what you do as a, what's your style and kind of own that. And then you can train a VA or a, a, a virtual, whatever, a virtual assistant, <laughs> a virtual or assistant. AI, or editing, yeah. anything like that. Right. Right. So yeah. know your foundation as a photographer, realize, yeah. okay, this is my brand now. Yeah. Let's duplicate this and yeah. let's save me, you know, 25, 30 hours a week mm -hmm. on the little nitty gritty stuff over here. Yeah. So that was cool. Now we're going to talk about like a maybe advanced level. Um, but I think some of you could quickly get here. And, and if you're not already here and if you do, how does it grow? And that is when do I actually hire people? When like do I on staff hire? writing, making a W2 at the end of the year, like they work for you. Mm -hmm. Not just, hey, will you come shoot next week with me? I need a second shooter. Yeah. It's like, no, what is the smart first, like actual staff member? Right. Because a VA is not a staff member. They, they act that way, but they're, they're, it's a little different. Right. Um, so I'm, I, I want to ask you just a few questions on that. Yeah. And, and one is, what is the importance of that? Mm. What is the importance of having a W-2, someone who's, I work for, in my case, Sam Sykes Photography. Yeah. What is the benefit of that? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Well, Freedom of mind, number one for me, if once you're hiring consistently a second shooter, I think the first actual hire that can grow your business is bringing in a consistent second shooter. They are always with you. They're always, eventually they're running things. 
like they can grow to a place of responsibility where it frees you as the owner to do stuff on a wedding day that maybe you weren't before when you were just kind of hiring people that with a camera, this person's actually a trained part of your staff and they know how to run your wedding. That's a big deal. Um, so imagine this, this teammate of yours that can run the family photography time and that frees you to go to the reception and, and do some beautiful stuff of the cake and the, right, the or vice versa or, or the other way around. Uh, whatever you prefer, or they're doing uh, the guys over here while you're doing the girls, and you don't have to uh, worry about the other piece because they they've been trained. They do every wedding with you. They know your style. They know how to run things. You trust them. You don't do that when you just hire in a freelance shooter, right? So they're not going to say, "Oh yes, um, Sam's like star." He just subcontracts me. He's going right. to say, or she's going to say, "Hey." I'm Johnny Appleseed, and I work for Sam Sykes Photography. Right. We do weddings. Mm -hmm. That's that, a big deal. That's a big deal. That sounds nice when you say that to someone. Mm -hmm. um, so step mm -hmm. one is, I think, freedom of mind. How many times are you booking, like, your second shooters or your full team? Because you do photo and video, mm -hmm. and it's just you plus your teams. So you have good people, but what if they're, what if your main guy that you always call is booked? Or what if he's on vacation or whatever? What if that happened the past three weddings? <laughs> <laughs> so then you're scrambling like, oh, crap, who else do I know? Mm -hmm. um, well, your VA should be also helping with that. So that'd be that would be a new world for you. But because um, she would have a Rolodex of people that she could call. Right. Uh, or she could tell you, call these three. But anyway, the point is, um, if if you have someone working for you, you know their schedule, you've set their schedule. So they're not doing other weddings. That's kind of a big deal. Right. Um, so they're not working for other photographers. Because mm. mm. let's say you're two or three down the two or three years down the road and you've trained this person to be really good at weddings and then you see them second shooting for your competitors. They don't work for you. They're freelance. But they've seen you do your thing. And now you're seeing that way you set up a pose or that way you'd shoot is happening with your competitors. That's frustrating. Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. that happened to me. Um, but if you hire them, you're committing to them. I'm going to pay you this much money and you're not going to work for other photographers. You're going to make our brand better. And like you said, you're going to say, I work for Sam Sykes photography when you're out in the world. Um, your business is growing and people like that person is going to help it grow by serving the business, by being a representative of the business, by growing as a photographer for your benefit. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so the, the value in that and the reason why is one, I have someone there who's always going to help. So on the weekends, they're there with me they're helping me shoot. And then during the weekday, maybe they're taking over the editing process. Yeah. Right. And absolutely. that might take a little bit of time to train them how to do it, but you mm -hmm. know, a few months in, okay, great. Now you're going to fine tune these images. You're going to do this. You're going to fine tune the videos. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So this, like you said, this is a little more advanced. This and is, that piece is how you let them leave their other job. Yeah. Right, right. Like when you feel like you could give them editing and enough to do during the week that you could actually pay a decent salary. Mm-hmm relative to say, and this is important, relative to say like a, a, a waiting job or like a, a barista at Starbucks or something. Right. Because most of the people that I hired early on, that was the, that was the situation. They were coming from um, 
you know, they're out of college or they're in their early twenties, they're working that barista job. And this is a, they would much rather have this. Their barista job is a means to an end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're doing their thing that it's not, that's not their passion, but it's a great little job and it has benefits. Yeah. So step one to that, that, you know, this isn't like the exact way to do it, but the way I did it was hiring Starbucks people at 21 hours, they still get benefits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey bro, keep your job, do the morning shift. Just tell them you're always off on Saturdays and you're going to be off on the afternoons or when you're off on the afternoons, you're going to work for me. So it was a great way for them to have benefits. And now they're, they really like three X to their monthly, monthly intake of, of income. Okay. Um, and they kept their Starbucks job. And then we grew to a point where, Hey, I think you should quit your Starbucks job. Right. But right. that was an easy sort of baby step to hiring somebody full-time and giving them benefits. Right. So start, start, start them off with, you know, here's an extra 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Here's an extra, however much money that is, whatever their hourly rate, yeah. hourly rate is. And then from there, you really, you know, you're, I, I mean, let's so say is the word don't... recuperating, is the word recuperating. So, yeah. you, you know, you're, you go out, you start spending some money on this person, mm-hmm. you start recuperating your, whatever it is, and you realize, okay, we're at another point to grow again. We're yeah. At another point to grow. Yeah. This person's really been helpful. Let's move them to full time. Yeah. So now they are right there for you the whole yeah. time. And that's a step that it really depends on them, okay. uh, whether they want to grow in that level or if they're happy where they are. But think about the math. So if, if you're working, if they're working 20 hours during the week and then let's say another 10 on the wedding day, cause that would be like a long wedding day. I always paid salaries. Okay. Like I never did. Would you turn in, you know, a post-it note with all your hours for the week that got, that gets annoying and it gets sort of like you're training them to be very conscious on of the every minute. That I hate that. Uh, yeah. We all, we all, and nobody wants to live that way. Everybody wants to be valued, compensated, and set free. And so when you say, I'm going to give you a salary based on this. And so here's, I'm going to give you 20 hours of work roughly during the week and another 10. So that's 30 hours. Let's say you were uh, 20 bucks an hour. Cause that's more than you're making at Starbucks. Maybe I don't even know these days, but let's say 20 bucks an hour. That's 600 bucks a week. It's $2,400 a month. Extra. Extra on top of doing Starbucks. Yeah. So that's a great deal for somebody that age. They come in making 2,400 bucks and you have someone consistently for your weddings. I would say if you have more than, than 10 weddings a year, it makes sense to have somebody consistent that you don't have to stress out. More about. than 10 weddings a year. Okay. Like just a rough number, but the value of that, you're going to be paying somebody 300 bucks to come help second shoot for you, two or 300 bucks to be your second shooter. So that's already built into their salary, mm-hmm. right? So when you have consistent weddings, maybe 15, 20 weddings, it's a no brainer. At wow. 10, you should start thinking about it. But if you're doing 20 weddings a year. So, okay. So what if, what if we, what if we took away how many weddings we're doing? What if we brought in like a salary? So, I mean, an um, income for a business. So mm-hmm. once you hit, cause you could be doing 10, $10,000 weddings, or you could be doing $25,000 weddings. Yeah. Um, should we start saying when you hit six figures of business income? Oh, yeah. That's that's when no you do brainer. this. Or no, you, that's are you, an easy are you saying one. like 60, 80? What do you think? Well, six, once you hit six figures, you're, you're doing plenty that you could spare $25,000. Okay. 
because that's going to free you because you're all you are already paying for a second shooter mm-hmm. if you're doing a ten thousand dollar wedding you've got to have a really good second shooter they need to be another professional photographer they don't need to be a guy with a camera yeah um if you're on that level when i was doing ten thousand dollar weddings consistently it was you get two leads and an assistant the leads can and the way i would sell it is a lead can handle the wedding and so now you have two people doing that and I'm going to be set free to go climb up in a tree and get a weird perspective or climb up on a balcony and get a shot or go set up a shot with a light. Releasing in that. you to be the artist that you are. Oh, it was so much fun. Okay. And yeah. the, I'm like, these pictures you see on my wall when, when we're sitting in a meeting to book these pictures, you see the, the amazing shots. It's because I was freed to go do that. You don't get that when you just hire a single lead photographer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So when you get to that level where you're, you're getting 10 grand for a wedding, you've got to be on a different level. Okay. And so you've, yeah. you 100% have a second full-time staff person. Great. Um, so basically just rule of thumb. Yeah. You have your first six figure booking year. Mm-hmm. Is that time when you should start thinking, okay, you know what? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I would Great. say a hundred percent because that's pretty easy. You can't reach. keep growing if yeah. you don't. Right. You're going to hit a max out point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you get that, the sooner you're going to realize, how did I not do this sooner? Like really, once you have a second person that loves your business and is helping grow it, it's, I mean, it's so much fun. So it is, it's, it is something that, you know, you take a leap of faith out on mm-hmm. and then, but once you're to that next set of stairs and you look back like, oh good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It won't be a mistake to hire a full-time second person. And when I say full-time, the, the baby step is keep your Starbucks job or keep your whatever job, just be free on Saturdays and give me about 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Easy. Great. That's super easy. The, the, the big jump is when quit all your other jobs. I'm going to pay for your insurance. I'm going to pay for your full salary. I, I, and I feel the weight of this. I'm going to support your family. <laughs> like you're going to get married. Um, you're going to have kids and I'm promising you a future that makes sense. Mm. That's, that's a lot of pressure. So that's a different equation and we can dig into that. Right. But what I'm talking about is a full-time second shooter plus help during the week. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive to your to business. You. Yeah. Okay. So they, they're basically signing a non- non-compete. Yeah. You don't work for yeah. this other company. Yeah. I mean, you're another photographer. You are really. I'd say yeah. it, and on baby step one, they don't work for other photographers, yeah. but they can do their own thing. Yeah. On baby on on step two where you're full they're full time they don't even do their own thing okay that's a big deal like you need to you're asking them to commit to you because you're committing fully to them so you have I think you can do that with a good conscience but if on baby step one where you're getting a full time second shooter consistently and time during the week they need to be free to go do their own shoots and and that's totally cool and you want to support them hey borrow some stuff you want to go do a, another shoot. Because you're you're setting them up to be better a better photographer, great. So that's great. cool. Yeah. Um, the only thing you have to worry about is there's going to be a point two or three years down the road where they're tired of waking up at four in the morning to go do their Starbucks job. That may happen sooner than later, but they're going to be tired of that. They're going to ask you to work full time. You have to make a choice at that point. But also the next big choice point is, hey, I'm either going to start my own wedding business, or like they're saying this to you. I'm either going to start my own or I'm going to work full time for you. And this is what I need to do that. Okay. 
that's a challenge and it's, it's, challenge, a, it's yeah. a growth point. Right. Um, right. I've made that decision six times. That's there's six people that work here. Like it's, it's a big deal. And the, the ability to grow, getting back to that mental, like, can I take on more business? Now, not only do you feel capable of taking on more business because you have people to handle it, but now you're deeply motivated to take on more business because right. you got to pay for their life as well as yours. Right. And so right. you, you have that's this a responsibility. Sort of behind you. It is. It's a responsibility. And, and it's a pushing factor. And it also yeah. gives you another reason to raise your prices. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to take care of people better. So you feel good about that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One more question. And you can make this as shorter detailed as you like. This is huge too. When do you get a studio? Oh man, it's <laughs> a big deal. That's a big deal. There aren't many photographers in Memphis that have a studio. No, nope, like you're one of the only. Yeah, and even like we do a lot of commercial work, it makes a lot of sense. But even when we were doing weddings, I had a studio. Um, you don't need a studio to do weddings. No, okay. You really don't. But I, I kind of stumbled into it. I was able to book much higher price weddings because I had a studio. Mm, okay. So there's, there is some math that goes into if I'm charging consistently charging 3,500 bucks, could I charge 65 if they came into a studio? And mm -hmm. so, okay, cool. Or even could I charge a thousand dollars more on 20 weddings? That's 20 grand. Okay. What would that equal in monthly rent? Would that equate to having a studio? Is it, is it worth it? Um, Okay, so there's a lot of logistics and math that go into it. Yeah. But you'd, you've always told me you saw it was great when you could invite a couple in, mm -hmm. have that meeting about, hey, let's talk about, you know, maybe do maybe even doing your timeline here. Yeah. If they, you know. Absolutely. That's amazing. And then, hey, look at this print on the wall. Yeah. Would oh, it be yeah. so great yeah. if you had one of these? Yeah. <laughs> so th this is actually good. I, I don't, I didn't really know when you asked that question, I didn't know how it answered, but as you're talking, I'm thinking more and more. So let's think of what would your annual rent on a studio be? Let's say it's $2,000 a month. So mm -hmm. let's just say $25,000 a year to have a studio. Okay. Um, that'd be decent. You can have a decent size place. That would be something small. Like we have 8,000 square feet. It's huge. We shoot a lot here. You don't need that. You need a, a place in a cool part of town with a good image. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't need like, you know, frontage retail, you just need a cool space. Yeah. As long as it's cool, when they walk in, they'll be impressed. So let's say that's 25 grand. If I'm doing 20 weddings a year, could I consistently charge five or 500 bucks, a thousand bucks more just because I have a studio? Absolutely. Whatever your price mm. is right now, if they walk into a studio and book you, you will book them at least $500 more, but easily a thousand dollars more. Yeah. So that's 20 grand. Yeah. Your annual rent's 25. That still doesn't make it worth it, but it's almost sort of a neutral. Because mm -hmm. owning a out. studio is kind of a pain. Like there's a lot of, <laughs> you got to have furniture. You got to buy the prints and put them on the wall. But let's, so let's say you do that. Let's pay, say you spend another $10,000 decorating your studio, making it super cool. So now we're at 35. So we're off by uh, $15,000. Yeah. So, but that now, now, now there's prints on the wall, there's albums on the table. Most photographers are leaving two or three thousand dollars on the table with prints. Yeah, yeah. In in that print, and we talked about that in a few podcasts ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that was probably one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. Is it's a game changer. 
what are you what are you actually selling? I think that's what it's called. Is what are you actually selling to your brides? Yeah. Go check that out after this. Yeah. So thinking about their dream, they they're dreaming about the wedding, but it, you're really turning their mind toward after the wedding. What am I going to actually have? Yeah. Um, is it digital on a website, or would it be on a table that I can un, unpack and look at? 20 years from now, my kids can look at, my grandchildren can see how cool we were when we were in our 20s. And is there a a print on your wall or a collection, a collage of prints on your wall that every time someone comes over, they're like, oh my gosh, your wedding was amazing. Yeah. That feeling is what you're selling when you sell them prints and sell them an album. Mm -hmm. It's part of the service. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's great. So you basically we're off by 15 K we're doing 20 weddings a year. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're 15 K away from the $35,000 budget. Yeah. yeah, because we, we added 500 or or $1,000 to right, our wedding. Right. But now they come in and they see your prints. And let's just say average, each person buys $1,000 of prints. Easy. So there's so you made 20 grand. You, you know, I know you're doing a lot more than that. And <laughs> The album alone, you're going to make 1500 bucks. <laughs> Done. Like easy. Like wow. that's easy. You're going to do the album. And some photographers book the wedding and then sell the album later. I would always include it in the higher level packages. Right, because they're so, always broke after the wedding. <laughs> right, and they, they have the emotion of, des- of desire in the beginning and, and sort of this free budget of whatever. Weddings cost a lot. Throw it in. We want it. Yeah. And you could also sell in, uh, and this print is two grand. We're gonna, you're going to get one of those if you buy this package. It's all built in. So you, you just made another 3500 bucks selling an album and a print. And wow. it's not a print. It's, an, it's a beautiful framed art piece that's going to hang on their wall. Right. And you say, hey, mom, you want one too? I'll throw one in for free. Your cost on it is about 200 bucks. Right. For right. frame and print. And the, you're only going to sell as big as you have on your wall. So you've got to have the big 60 by 40. You've got to have the big like giant prints, beautiful frame hanging up. And when they see it, they think, they're the whole time and you sit them so that they're staring at it the whole time they're talking to you. That's some psychological stuff right there. Yeah. I sat under, I had a wall full of portraits and I sat underneath it and they sat over there. I'm staring at the kitchen behind them (laughs) (laughs) and I had spotlights on these pictures and the whole time I'm, I'm just noticing as I'm talking, they're just just constantly staring. Right. And I'm referencing them when I'm talking about the creativity. I'm like, like, like this one, we did this. It was so much fun. We, we jumped in a golf cart and went up on top of this mountain. It was amazing. It was Jamaica with a sunset. And now they can't wait to be a part of that family of people that you shot. Right. Yeah. They're, that's all they're thinking about is those prints that are going to hang on their wall. And so that $3,000 wedding is now a $6,500 wedding because they're getting an album and they're, they've pre-bought the print. Okay, so now you're way in the positive for your studio and now you have a space and now you can have your editors and And you're going to book more of them right because you also have road signage and people are yeah and when you go to a place versus if they come to my place and they sit down and they have they have a drink and they're enjoying it it's relaxed the music is cool they're in a fun place some wine some coffee whatever and then they go and they're the other guys they're talking to is on the phone and meets them at starbucks who do you think they trust? Absolutely. No me. brainer. No brainer. No brainer. The wedding planners can bring their brides to you. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're bringing their brides to the elite because we're the only one in town with a studio. So the wedding planners that are the elite wedding planners, we're one of the stops. So they go to the, the rental place with the bride 
they go to the may they usually don't go to the food tasting but they'll they definitely go to the the rental place we're talking about do you want this lounge set do you want this leather what colors do you want they they do all that there aren't a lot of places that the wedding planners go with the bride right they go to the venue they they or maybe a few venues and they go to the the rental house but they would always come to me oh so you would have the couple and the wedding planner in here yeah booked absolutely because the wedding planners loved it they yeah feel cared for yeah and they they're actually really representing their brand well too by having you right it's a win 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly wow so that's so great and that's just you know barely scratching the surface of it yeah and i think there's a lot more we can talk about that within the community page um so mm-hmm. going off of this i hope you learned something from today's episode if you have any more questions mm-hmm. Message us in the community. We'll talk to you about it. Yeah. That's why we built Shoot the Veil. We're giving you all the secrets. And for those of you who are new to watching, join Shoot the Veil. It's on the App Store. Go to Instagram, follow us there. We'll, we are just happy to talk to you. And I mean that. I will message you immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to hear some podcast ideas that you have. Upload some poses. Grow your name within the community. Ask questions. And have a fun time. Mm-hmm. This should be fun. This is fun. Yeah. Awesome, y'all. Thank you. Well, Donnie, thanks for sharing that wisdom with us. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how we can all take that home and also kind of give us a, this is where we're going to go point. Yeah, that's right. You got to have that vision. You got to have the vision. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. God bless you guys. See you next time.